Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. NBA Finals begin tonight. The Bucks yeah. and the Suns. That, of course, means NBA Countdown, which is on the road. And that, of course, means our guy, Jay Will. What's up, squad? Join us right now from good Phoenix. Morning. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I, I got to tell you something that you both have a little bit of a chuckle about. So yesterday I'm going through Phoenix Airport, and there's a guy that's been staring at me on the plane for a while, and he's oh. trying to figure it out. Have you ever had these moments, Monica, mm-hmm. where you see somebody, they see you, you, I see you see me, <laughs> and you're trying to figure it out, but he can't put it together. So he's walked by me a couple times to go to the bathroom, and he's giving me like the weird look while he's waiting to go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, I got it. So we get off the plane, and I'm walking down, I'm waiting at the, the baggage uh, carousel for my bag to come out, and he walks by me, and he says, Jay Will, the Celtics tweet, I stand behind you. And he just keeps moving and I'm like, what, what, what? That's what you waited three hours to say to me? It's been, that's that's he, what he you waited three was, hours to say to me. He was Googling like crazy. He probably <laughs> took a picture of you, sent it to wow. his boy like, I stand behind you. Is that Jay Will? Is it? Are wow. you sure? Right? And his boy's like, yeah, I think it is. Well, just say you stand by his tweet. See how he reacts. You can't say like, hey, what's up, man? How are you? Like, what's going on? How are you doing, Monica? He's like, no, I stand behind you. Wow. Thanks. And then you're like, can you stop? Why don't you stand in front of me? <laughs> right, right. Do that. That would be better for me, okay? Thank you. Oh, man. So you're feeling good that we do have a finals now? And, and just, just give us a quick take on the matchup and the, the teams that we now have here in the NBA Finals. Not something that I think anybody would have predicted at the start of the playoffs, but they are the two teams that now are left standing. You see, Al, I'm part of the camp. I love this because there's, there's, there's fresh new faces, right? Like, I, I – I love LeBron James. I hear about LeBron James all the time. Obviously, there's a super team in Brooklyn. We hear about Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie all the time. Like, I, I, I love the fact that we're talking about, about Devin Booker. We're talking about CP3, a guy that hasn't been here after being in the league for 16 years. I love that we're talking about Giannis being hurt, but his team actually playing better team basketball and now him having a chance to cap off with the title. So I, this is, for me, this is exciting new basketball. Plus, the, the fanfare here in Phoenix, like they are live. They are ready for their first championship in the history of the organization. So tell you what, give us big three things. Your Jay's big three things to watch for game one tonight. All right. Number three. Oh, Number drops. three. We got dropped. We got a drop. <laughs> I, I love when it just randomly pops in there. You're not ready Number for it, three. but now I'm ready for it. Reacting. Number three. Play it again. Number, Number three. three. Play it again. <laughs> Number three. Play it one more time. Number three. There it is. Great. <laughs> So many bucks on the line. I mean, how many times have we fired Coach Bud? I mean, it's been like 8,000 times on social media. Now we have this matchup between Monty Williams. If you know any any of the story about Monty Williams, the fact that him surviving through his wife's passing and being an incredible father and putting himself, almost manifesting the fact that he's gotten there, what a colossal matchup. But now Giannis – a pair of MVPs gets a chance to get a championship because he has no rings. And Milwaukee, the better defensive team, brings the best player, in my opinion, with the best individual matchups. I know we ask this question all the time in media. Most to lose. I'm not going to say that. Most to gain. I think for Giannis right now at this stage of his career, I, I think this has a lot of pressure on the Bucks to really cement the deal and confirm the legacy for a team that's been considered to be the best regular season basketball team in the NBA over the last several years. Hmm. Number two. Number two. This is the 10th pick in 2008 versus the first pick 10 years later in 2018. DeAndre Ayton has gone against some pretty interesting competition. 
okay? He's a lot of times been the most impactful player on the floor, sometimes the most dominant. But he's gone against Andre Drummond. He's gone against Zubak from the Clippers. And Jokic is probably the most formidable opponent he's gone against offensively. Offensively. But other than Jokic, he hasn't really been challenged a ton defensively. Brooke Lopez is a clever defender. His shot blocking ability is under undervalued, and he can shoot threes. Bobby Portis is another guy that brings a motor off the bench. I think this is going to be the biggest challenge for DeAndre Ayton. Everybody's talking about CP3. Everybody's talking about Giannis. But I'm telling you, DeAndre Ayton is going to be the key in how defensively he can play and also offensively if he can move around Brooke Lopez on the floor. That's a low-key, major, colossal matchup that we need to pay attention to in this series. Number one. Do you love summer holidays? Because I do. Fourth of July, Juneteenth. They're all around. Take time off work. Yeah, we're going to start taking time off work for Juneteenth. That's right, Monica, you heard me. I'm with we're going to start doing that. But the beautiful thing is, if you're CP3, how do you feel about summer holidays? Because right now, Drew Holiday, after getting torched for 48 points by Trey Young in that opening Eastern Conference Finals, he has bounced back in big ways. And this is why the Bucks send the first-round picks and swaps to New Orleans and also pay Holiday a massive extension for him to be a difference maker defensively who helps produce a title. Like, I want the Bucks to have zero buyer's remorse because he's going to have to go against CP3 and Devin Booker. You're going to see both of those matchups going towards him. And those are huge shoes to fill, especially at, considering the way Devin Booker and CP3 have played. This is the matchup that you love as a point guard, as a guy who's in the trenches, who's constantly thinking the game, watching Drew Holiday, who's 6'3 and a half, 6'4, 205 pounds, going against CP3, who's 6'2. To see him try to dismantle Chris Paul and how he's going to have to do it defensively, this is why the Bucks brought him to the table to close the deal against a guy like CP3. Hmm. That is a I, I, that. For, by the way, the play on words with Holiday Jay, I mean, sharp today, my man. That I love that one, and of course, again. Uh, Jay Will joining us right now. It's Keyshawn Jay Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Jay is not a guest. He is part of this show. In fact, we go four wide today because it's Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt, and Mike Tannenbaum also here with us this morning. So the, the Chris Paul topic is certainly the one, guys, that I feel like when you talk about the emotional story of him. I mean, the Monty Williams story as a coach is a great story, and you did talk about that, Jay. But Chris Paul, 16 years, finally getting to the summit. You know, can he can he win a championship before all said and done? It, it makes me now. Let, let's talk about just Chris Paul in general, as the player, as the career, as the entity. He gets this far. You feel like he was already probably headed to the Hall of Fame. This only adds to the resume. How do we remember him though when it's all said and done? Now I don't want to do a retrospective. Of course, he's still playing, and he probably will continue to play after the season. But I like doing this with guys who've been in the league such a long time. In, in baseball, when you go to the Baseball Hall of Fame, you wear a cap, right? It's the team's logo, that team you spent the most time with or you're most remembered being with. You tend to choose it, but let's choose it for a guy like Chris Paul. All said and done, even if he wins a championship with Phoenix, what cap are we putting on his head? What logo do we associate him with the most in his career? What would you say, Jay? If he wins a championship? Yeah. I got Phoenix. an argument with a guy yesterday on the plane about this. I'm going with Phoenix. I, and I, I, because easy. for me, I'm watching a transformation. I'm watching a guy that came into the league with New Orleans, got out, went to the Clippers, really got hit 
with injuries at the wrong times, him and Blake Griffin, can never get over the hump, and then goes to a team like, you know, Houston, still can't get over the hump. Then he starts his transformation process, though. After leaving Houston, going to OKC, I'm watching him work with younger players and really changing the mantra of how people have seen him. He loses weight, goes like on a no-meat diet, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now all of a sudden he starts to become that player. It's like, wow, he's changed the franchise every place he's gone. So if he can cap it off by leading a team that has never won a championship, never won a championship since they've been in the league with a young core, if he can cap that off, I don't care who the hell they had to go through. Yeah, AD wasn't there. Yeah, Jamal Murray wasn't there. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard wasn't there. Yeah, Giannis may not be there. That's not his fault. That's not his fault. You can only play the teams in front of you. If he caps it off, I will forever remember CP3 as a Phoenix son. That's a no-brainer. I'm, I completely agree with Jay. I, I, and honestly, when we think of the other teams that he was with, you think of coming up short. You think of injuries. You think of uh, kind of off – I don't want to call it purgatory, but like nobody thought much of what anything that he was going to do in OKC. So there's no other team to think of. Like it's, it's – what, you, you, you disagree? Completely disagree. Who, who is it then? I will always think of Lob City. I will always For think what? of Chris Paul and For he, what? because the Clippers used to be a joke of a franchise other than maybe a little bit of time when they had some young guys, when they had guys like Q Rich, our good friend of the show, uh-huh. and that crew. Aside from that, they were usually a joke. They were usually a punchline franchise. And Phoenix he got wasn't? There. And Phoenix wasn't? No. No, you forgot mm. about Steve Nash in and the, his time okay, there? I was about How about say, Charles Barkley and the, Tom Chambers and say, Kevin Johnson? La- Wait yeah. a minute, but it's been a minute since all those guys made Phoenix. Well, how about Donald Sterling, like too, Monica? No, no, that's what I'm saying. And Chris Paul endured through all that, and was, but he was the linchpin. He goes there, and the Clippers – as a team, we're no longer a joke. And Blake Griffin was there, and, and, and uh, obviously Jordan. And the team that they had became a fun team to watch while the Lakers suddenly were losing. Obviously, they always had their fan base, but they weren't that same Laker team during that era. But And, Alan, and I, I always just associate Phoenix, him though? as a clipper. This is great, but it's like saying Kawhi Leonard is going to be remembered as a Raptor. He was there for a minute. Yeah, he got a chip, but he was there for a minute. You can't. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard's not putting a Raptors cap on in well, the Well, Kawhi Leonard's a completely different story, though, Alan. I mean, I, you, you can actually make a case that he'll probably be remembered more so for being a Clipper than he will for a Spur or a Raptor. But back to CP3. Just let me say this, though. It, do, do we not forget? Like, I, I think sometimes we live and we become prisoners of the moment mm-hmm. because we live in now. And I know that case could be used against me for the state of Phoenix. But do you remember what the now used to be with the Clippers? Like, they were kind of... They were a team that are always injured. They can never get over the hump. And I almost feel like this is a social media type of conversation because people love to bask in negativity for certain athletes, right? Well, remember that time CP3 broke his hand and they, they couldn't get to the Western Conference Finals or Blake Griffin got hurt? Like, why do we always remember athletes by the things that they couldn't do Fail. instead yeah. of remembering them by the things that they're about to do or the things that they accomplished? Like, but if he wins a championship right now. I was now, saying, though. I wasn't saying that, that – I remember him for the failure with the Clippers. I remember him for what he did with that. Like the Clippers became legit. Like that was a good team. And I don't, in my lifetime, I don't, I never looked at the Clippers like Um, that. I can't never. Get, I can't. I look at the Clippers as where you went to, to I, blow out your I ACL just, and have your career just go to hell. I can't. That's what the Clippers used to be. They still, are that. Maybe, they still are that. They still are that, Alan. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I Mike, Mike T, Mike T, because we, like, let's, we are all basketball people that maybe know, like are too close to the situation. Mike Tannenbaum, what, what would you say? Would you say that that if Chris Paul wins a championship with the Phoenix Suns, that you would say, oh, I'll always remember him now as a son. He will be a Phoenix Sun forever. 
in my mind. Well, first of all, Alan, you're bearing the lead. I still can't get over Jay Will's story that he didn't fly private out to Phoenix. <laughs> so, you lost me there. It's only on the way back. Cool. It's only on the way back. He was on a commercial flight. Was that, was that your first time on a commercial flight? So we got to start with that. I'm just, I'm asking Come on, MT. Come on, MT. Don't blow me up right away. You know, I love you, Jay Will. But I would say this. If he does win a championship... That would be a legacy-defying moment. I think we would have to remember him as a son if he wins a championship, you know, over the next couple of weeks. Thank you, Mike T. Hon, I'm disappointed you. in you. In fact, I would have almost rather you have said you would remember the Lakers trade that shoulda, coulda, woulda been than the well, time we'll always, with the that, that will always remain that, but I'm not going to give him a Lakers cap because he didn't get traded there. But I'm, in terms of things that are memorable, Lob City, that was cool. It wasn't successful. Wasn't successful. Man, he was there a long time, and it it was they were a team. Like you had to. But the whole thing going into just this being season, somewhere once doesn't give you a legacy forever with that team. Get them a so you're saying Kawhi? You're I, saying Kawhi Leonard hey, should right. have a Raptors cap? Jay in the in Jay, our imaginary Hall of Fame. I'm gonna let us go behind the behind the veil this morning as we prepared for the show, and the question was posed: What do you remember Kawhi for? I said Raptors. Yes, mm. I said Raptors. Come on now. I don't understand that. All right. So you remember him more for the Spurs, Alan? Yeah, of course. That great championship I mean, he won. A, where he was finals MVP. The great job he, he did against, that, against Miami. He spent most of his career there. With if, tremendous if not for Hall of Pachulia, maybe him. they have another one. You never know. But then things went south there. But but unfortunately, see, he spent Alan, most I, of his time there. Now, he'd have see, to do something with the Clippers for me to change my mind over the next couple of years. But right now, I still think of him as a Spur. All right, so when I think about the Spurs, I think about Tim Duncan-led teams. Thank you, teams. Jay. I think about, you know, Tony Parker, Mona Ginobili, Monica. We're on the same page here. Yes. They were the leaders of that team. I think about Kawhi David being uh, – Exactly, go, MT. MT. I think about Kawhi being a young buck that got put in a great situation and excelled with great veterans around him. I think more Toronto – than I would anything else if you're talking about just a championship. Months. But that's what makes but it he spectacular. Chip, exactly. It he was Tom Brady before it was Tom Brady in Tampa, Mike. <laughs> there for six months. And he got Your it done. Your memory of him. Like, I'll Kawhi, always remember that Ad year Water, in Toronto. Toronto championship. Man, come on. You couldn't but, do it. All right. Let's but make see, it Monica, hard. I'm even taking a step further, Monica. See, because now when I think about Kawhi, I go back to the chip, but I also go to – is he going to stay with Toronto? No, he's going to go back home to L.A. Mm-hmm. He's going to bring Paul George to L.A. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, they were up 3-1 against Denver. They lost out in the bubble. Hey, Doc Rivers, you're gone. This is Kawhi's team. So, uh, yes, I remember the championship in Toronto, but now I feel like there's a lot more pressure for the legacy to be cemented I agree in Los Angeles mm-hmm. Mike T, because what's of a, all that. What's a good NFL example of this? Would Reggie White be one that you could d- debate? Is he, you know, is he an Eagle? Is he a Packer? I mean, I would say probably Packer, right? That, that's, yeah, that, that, that's a great example because obviously he wins the championship with Green Bay, but he really is an Eagle in a lot of ways. I think that's probably the most analogous situation is an all-time great going someplace else and winning the ring. Obviously, Brady's an interesting discussion, but, mm-hmm. you know, he has all those other titles with the Patriots that – I don't think anybody in good conscience would ever no. say that, hey, they're going to remember, you know, Tom Brady as a buccaneer. <laughs> right, at all time. Although, although Brady might just throw shade and just say, no, I'm wearing, I'm wearing my Tampa cap to the Hall of Fame if, if you did have that option. How about LeBron James? Think of a guy that has won championships now this with three different franchises. You know, when, you, when I think of LeBron James, I'll set the stage because you guys are attacking me anyway. I don't care. <laughs> I think of LeBron James, I think 07 through 2010, LeBron that's my classic LeBron. That's that's the LeBron. So the Cavaliers LeBron is the LeBron I'll always remember. Mm. 
I go to the Beatles. Oh, I go to the Heatles. Really? I, I do. Come on. I do. I, I go to LeBron James, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh. And not one, not two, mm-hmm. not three, not four, <laughs> not five. I go I go to that. Like, cause I think that's where LeBron took another step in the stage of his career. So interestingly enough, I I, I can't go to just one with the Lakers. But if he gets more than one, like with Keyshawn the Lakers, said, you got to win two just to get the just to get the statue behind the building. Yeah, I mean, I, that's he's the le- tough he's thing legit, about being a Laker. And I think because because I don't know Jay because if the argument for the Spurs experience or Kawhi with the Spurs was all of the firepower he had around him, then I got to give some of that credence to LeBron in Miami as well. But I think if he can get more than one with the Lakers at this stage of his career, I don't know. This one's tricky. I don't know. This Jeez. one's ooh. Mike T, what do you got? Oh, well, I think it has to be Cleveland. You know, he's an Akron native. He's done so much there in terms of starting charter schools. I think that's where his roots are. And um, when it's all said and done, I think people are going to identify him as an Ohio native and as a Cavalier. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 yes. uh, mm-hmm. on, on this. I mean, you could do this with a lot of different players, a lot of different athletes, of course, because it's it's always fun to do. Cause Danny it is, Green. We always yeah, – right, Danny <laughs> Green. Danny Green. Robert Ori. Right. Right? Like, what do you remember? How about, like, Steve Kerr? <laughs> do you remember Steve Kerr as a player? Was he a spur? Was he a bull? Or do you remember more of as a coach? This is, all, is he a warrior this is all, now? This becomes age, though. It, I didn't, it does I become age. I don't remember. Yeah, Steve it does become age. And, I mean, how about Dennis Rodman? Hmm. Mm. See, I look at Dennis Rodman as if, if Dennis Rodman is Detroit. the guy that has to put a cap on. Yeah. I'm Detroit with you, Jay. Me. He's a pistol. For sure. Be a part of that bad boys. See, How I, about Jason Kidd, Al? I got him as a bull. Yeah, Jason Kidd. Uh, is, he, is he a Phoenix Sun? Is he with, is he with the blonde hair? Is he a wow. Dallas Maverick? Is he a New Jersey <laughs> Nets? Wow. I mean, I mean, isn't Jason Kidd like – I remember him as a New Jersey Net. I mean, he won the championship in Dallas, but that's Dirk's title. He certainly did a lot to help him win that thing. But the guy I remember – when when I think a classic J kid, I mean that's that's the that, that's that you know early two thousands you know New Jersey Nets what he did with Nets, that squad right? yeah. you know mm-hmm. right like that's another one. Um, Alan, I mean, it's, Alan it's, yeah. how about how about Carmelo Anthony? Is he a Nugget? Yes. I mean his best years, right? <laughs> He's a Nugget. Like he could it, be a Nick a little bit. We have, we have fun. Is he a nugget? Sounds almost like kind of like, like a nugget, a cute little nugget. nugget. Is like, he a cute little nugget? Because hey, I know you no, want to. Cl- I know you want to claim him as a Nick. I know this, you do. Oh, I, 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 I mean, I can't do that. I mean, I do claim him. I mean, he's, what? You can't? Well, I'm you, surprised. I, well, I'll tell you what. I'll say this about Melo. After seeing Chris Paul get to the finals now and, mm-hmm. and enjoy this, Melo's. I need to see him. Detroit get to a final now. Like, blew before it. It's, before it's over. But think about that. Detroit too. blew it for all parties involved, Jay. Like that's the thing. For the team, for Melo, like what about uh? Yeah. Go MT. No, I was gonna say one more name to. Uh, mm-hmm. What about Kyrie Irving? Ooh. He's Ooh. in the. He's. Uh, Ooh, that's really good. Yeah, that's really that, good because it's you, not that, no Celtics tough. gonna claim him. No, he they're not claiming him. At all. He did he win a chip with. He won in the Cleveland, but. It but but so Alan, the way he won in Cleveland, I mean, he made the dagger shotting yeah. game seven. Shot, no doubt about it. One He's the, the closer. Shots. I agree. It's 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 Kyrie Irving has a ring, and no, he just has a ring on his hat. But if you're in, <laughs> let's ask. I mean, I'd like to ask Cleveland. Do you claim Kyrie? Like, do you claim mm. him? Because. He you just he, he he's left these places in a blaze, and it's kind of like, ooh, mm-hmm. that was not pretty. 
Yeah. But you have to claim it. I mean, that's the first championship <laughs> Cleveland has ever won. We are we are also in, in basketball. Burying the lead, Kevin Durant. He hasn't Ooh. won anywhere else yet, though. Yes. He's a thunder, man. Like he's a, like I, I mean, so so you're saying that James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and KD are all thunder to you, Alan? Mm, no, nah, Harden is a, Harden is a rocket, man. That's why it's crazy to think all three of those dudes were on the same cool. squad. It's so wild. Mike, Mike, and Sam Presti has like eight thousand draft picks just man, sitting there. I'm telling, and you think about like like we go back to this too because Mike, Mike, can you imagine having on a roster those three guys, Harden, Westbrook, and and KD? Like you did that well in the draft. You got three guys that right now are all going to be Hall of Famers. I don't care what anybody says about Russell Westbrook. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. James Harden's going to be a Hall of Famer. All right? Championship or not, these guys are Hall of Fame talents. So you drafted those three. You had them on a roster, and you got to a finals with them early in their careers, and all three of them are gone within 10 years. Yep. And you don't win a title. Yeah, it can't happen once they're there. <laughs> you, 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 it can't happen. You, send them, you got to send them to max deals as quickly and as early as possible. And uh, – to Jay Will's point, they do have a ton of picks, but regardless of how many picks you have, they at best they'll be eighty percent of Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. Like it's never going to be better than that. So when you identify that you have something that special, you have to be proactive and get them signed as quickly as possible. I love that. I'd love to also get Mike just quickly. Uh, imagine being a franchise that passed on Carmelo Anthony and still won an NBA championship. Detroit but may, maybe could have won more though. Like, just again, from your from the executive perspective, <laughs> you look at something like that and think, "What? How?" Yeah, all the time. You know, sometimes <laughs> we overcomplicate things. I've made these mistakes too. But you know, you look at Justin Herbert right now. You could say that Justin Herbert should have been the first pick in the draft Ooh, two years ago. I love that take. He was the biggest, the strongest, Mike and the is, fastest. Is sticking with and this take, boy. <laughs> I love that take. Mike. Not budging. That's a that the Burrow Herbert. Conversation could I think be one Burrow's we have gonna later be fine, but he I could, get it. Well, Mike. you want fine as you want great. I know, but what listen, are you doing in the draft? But okay, so Mike, at the at the we gotta go to break. We but, do. Uh, no, we'll, we'll continue this. We no, we'll, this. We'll yeah. continue this. No doubt about it. Keyshawn J. Will Zuman brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Be your own hotspot with Straight Talk's Ultimate Unlimited Plan. Get ten gigs of hotspot data for just fifty-five bucks a month. All in America's largest, most dependable network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. Compatible device required. See Straight Talk. Com. As I said, we will continue this conversation coming up again. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776 if you want to join it. Why not? We're four wide. We can go five wide with you as the caller as well. But we will discuss after Monica has this from O'Reilly. O'Reilly? Yeah. Or Granger or something. I got O'Reilly. I thought, we have O'Reilly, don't we? We got O'Reilly in my hand. All right. No, you tell you what. It's me <laughs> and it's Granger, <laughs> mm-hmm. and oh, I'll get geez. to that now. I know, Jay, you, you're not here and everything just falls apart. For all the ones who get it done, Granger's always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches, plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Hey, it's Chris Carlin. Tuesday on Greeny, we're getting you ready for Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Is Chris Paul's legacy on the line? Plus, Bart Scott and Mike Tannenbaum join. It's Greeny, starting at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive uh-huh. Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt here in New York. Jay Will in Phoenix. We're getting ready for game one of the NBA Finals and singing along <laughs> as he is right now. And joining yeah. us on the Goodyear Hotline, Jackie McMullen, ESPN NBA senior writer. And Jackie, good morning. And we were having, as Key likes to say, it's never, it's never an argument. It's a discussion about well, whatever. about uh-huh. <laughs> Jackie, we was arguing and we need you to settle this. Well, Thank know. you, Monica. Oh, Monica. Okay, girl. Adding, adding the voice to it. But we were talking about how different, you know, different stars and how we'll remember them. So with Chris Paul in the finals this year and mm-hmm. the, the hypothetical of whether he wins a championship or not with the Phoenix Suns, him leading them to the finals, him getting to the finals. If this was like baseball and they had to put a cap on when they go to Springfield and like to declare, all right, this is the team I'm going into the Hall of Fame as, what team would you choose for Chris Paul? Wow, that's a good question. With the title, Jackie. No, 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 no. Because this is important. Do not try to influence her response. Jay, Jackie, thank you, Monica. Here we go. The 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 whole question, Jackie, before Han tries to mislead you. No, I am not misleading. No, no. Phoenix. You are badgering the witness now. Go ahead, Jackie. Thank you for providing context, Monica. You're welcome. Yes. Well, if he wins the title in Phoenix, I think it's pretty obvious. And it's funny because what would the answer be if you asked Chris Paul? Because when I think of Chris Paul, I mostly think of him as a clipper, right? But that might have been some of the lowest moments of his career. Thank you, Jackie. Uh Yeah. So if I'm Chris Paul and I win this thing, I'm putting that purple hat on, and that's where I'm going. I respectfully disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was was following you with what you were saying, Jackie, when you said the clippers – 
I just feel like now you're right. He might look at the Clippers experience, although he loves the fact that he lives in L.A. His family certainly loves living in L.A. It's why Phoenix is a, was a great choice for him. But it, it's the Clipper thing. Jackie, you remember like I do how the Clippers used to be the place to go blow out your ACL and ruin your career. Like it never was right. a place yeah. that yeah. was I understand what you're saying, Al. I, it's, it's, a, it's a valid point. It's, it's, you know, it's interesting about Chris Paul, too, is that he's been so many places now in the, you know, the last three years. Right. And that wasn't the kind of guy we ever thought he was going to be. And it was mm-hmm. just happenstance. I mean, it started, he thought, you know, he told me, I did a piece with him, I don't know, a couple months ago. And he told me when, that, when Houston traded for me, I brought my whole family. I brought my brother and his family. I brought my nanny. I brought everybody. That's where I was going to go. I was going to end my career there. We were going to win championships, James Harden and me. That was what was supposed to happen. And then it all, as we know, blew up, and you got to spend the, the year of, I don't want to call it purgatory in OKC, because I do believe it completely revitalized Chris mm-hmm. Paul's career because he went to that plant-based diet. He realized that there was a little too many murmurs about how he always had to be right. He had to have things exactly his way. And I think he went to OKC for a year and showed, you know what? I can mentor young players. Watch me help Shea Gilgis-Alexander. In fact, watch me not even be the point guard. I'll play oh. off the ball and help this young guy get where he needs to go. I'm going to be the best teammate possible. I'm going to be the mentor for these players. And by the way, I'm going to make an all-NBA team. Remember that? Yeah. Last year yeah. with Oklahoma City guys. So I just think that OKC, that year in OKC is a really pivotal part in Chris's career. I'm not saying he should wear the Thunder hat. <laughs> oh, I'm just whoa. pointing that out. Whoa, 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 Jackie. We're, not, we're definitely not ready no, but for I that. Loved, I love that, though. That's a terrific It's a great team. point yeah. in terms of the arc of his story, but uh, I, we could get into why the Clippers are not the unit considering an opportunity to win the Phoenix, with the Phoenix Suns all day. But we're going to pivot to this Phoenix Suns squad and the pending NBA Finals, which kick off tonight. Coverage begins 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio. All right, Jackie, for you, what is the matchup or the key to this series as you see it? Well, I mean, the obvious one is Giannis. It's all about Giannis. Is he healthy enough? I I expect he'll play. I don't know when um, because he's a gamer. But, you know, he needs rest. I don't know that he can be 100%. But I do, in general, I'm curious about how the Bucks defend the Suns' pick and roll because they have two of the best mid-range jump shooters in the game in Booker and Chris Paul. And isn't that ironic, guys? Because all we've been talking about the last two, three years is the big man is dead and you better know how to shoot threes or there's no place for you in the league. Well, here come the Phoenix Suns with a big man, DeAndre Ayton, who's had a bit of a coming out party here, and two guys that feast on pick and roll mid-range shots. So what, if, you're the, if you're the Bucks, how do you defend that? Because those guys like to go downhill – you, you know, they've been dropping in coverage with, with Lopez during the Hawks series, but can you afford to do that against these guys? That's of interest to me. See, Jackie, we're on the same page. This is something I've been talking about throughout the whole playoffs because I've asked that question multiple series for the Bucks. yet they found a way to win. I asked the question, can you do drop coverage with Kevin Durant? He goes off for 50, they find a way to win. Even the next series, I'm like, can they do that versus Trey Young? They did do it versus Trey Young. Even though they switched a little bit more, they found a way to win. Right. So, like, you know, will Coach Bud actually make that adjustment and not do drop coverage? I don't know. Well, I think, don't, don't you think it depends a little bit on if Giannis plays, too, right? True. Because yeah. they were switching like crazy. They were switching like crazy to close out this series at the end, right? Without Giannis. So, again, you've got, I mean, Giannis is the most dominant player by a mile in this series if he plays. But that's a big if at the moment. I mean, he's going to play at some point. I think we all agree with that. 
but how effective can he be? And it's a shame, isn't it a shame that that's really the, the overarching theme in this entire postseason is all the great players that have had to play at less than 100%. Well, Jackie, let's talk about that. Since this is a war of attrition this year in the NBA, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on CP3's comments on the condensed schedule and uh, how people have kind of taken this narrative that, hey, you know, players need more rest or LeBron James and his tweet about all that. Uh, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on that in general? Well, Chris is, you know, he's he's part of the union, has been for a while. The, the one mistake we all make is when we start um, – complaining about or criticizing the owners because they want the money. They wanted the TV money. As we all know the the, the narrative here. Oh, Monica, I'm not going to get muted because we're not on around the horn. I can say narrative. That makes <laughs> me happy. But anyway, um, the narrative was, hey, these guys, so many of them thought they were targeting for a January date to return, then find out just weeks before that it's really Christmas Day. As of you guys know, as ex-athletes or current athletes, that affects your training. So, but here's the mistake we've all made. The players signed off on this two guy because it affects their money as well. It affects their wallet. And so that's the one mistake we've all made. It's easy to, to paint the owners as the villains, but the, but the players had to sign off on this too. Now, we have all the data in the world that tells us these guys are not getting enough rest and they're not getting enough time in between um, to have their bodies recover. Never mind even if they're not injured, just the way their performances. Their performances go off a cliff at a certain point when you ask them to play the amount of minutes we've been asking these guys to play. And I just think that, to me, is a, a larger story, not just for this condensed season, but for the future of the league. I've said it before, they should be playing 72 games every year. They should not be playing 82, and they should be spreading those games out. I'm glad in the finals, at least, there's a little bit of breathing room in between games because these guys, all the data tells us this. No one can dispute the data. Rest is better for these elite athletes. And, of course, now they'll have a short, so at least they will, another short off season for those who are in the finals as we right. try to get back on yeah. track when we get to October and see if they can finally stop talking about asterisks on these seasons, whether it's in a bubble or a season like this. Jackie, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for the perspective. Appreciate All right, you, guys, enjoy. All right, Jackie McMullen. She, I'm going to say she agreed with me on the whole football clipper thing. What did you, what, what, what what did you did. listen to? How I'm just going to say that, and I'm going to move on. Got a break. You're wrong. Keyshawn J. Will Zoom brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month on America's largest, most dependable network. Straight Talk Wireless, compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. Mike Tannenbaum puts on the oven mitts for a hot take. You can't deny Uh-oh. when you hear it. You can't deny it. That's after Monica has this from O'Reilly. Do you have a car problem, but you don't know where to go? Maybe you're not close to home and your car breaks down. Man, that would blow me, man. Let O'Reilly Auto Parts help. With O'Reilly Auto Parts Shop Referral Program, take the guesswork out of finding a great shop wherever you are. Call an O'Reilly location near you or visit O'Reilly.com and click Find a Repair Shop to find a reputable repair facility or service center for your repairs. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Let's take Stump in New York real quick. Stump? This is one of the best shows in the history of um, television. Thank you. So, you know, you got Y'all KD. hear that out there, bosses? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. So, NBA Finals, game one tonight. You can hear every game right here on ESPN Radio and coverage of game one begins tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, of course, on ABC as well. And Jay Will on ABC on NBA Countdown, live from Phoenix. Join us this morning, Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt, Mike Tannenbaum as well. Mike T, back in with us. And, and Mike, let's, um, let's put on the oven mitts and go hot take, something you kind of teased a little bit earlier and when you said it, I absolutely loved it because it's it's always fun to go back and look at drafts and say how how they look now. Like you, know, you always want to give it like a couple of years and see what it looks like. You're giving this one just one year, and that's the Joe Burrow Justin Herbert comparison. Where while uh-uh. Burrow went number one to his hometown Cincinnati Bengals, you feel like that wasn't the right pick. Yeah, and I was actually saying this before the draft. I had scouted Justin Herbert in person for two years. He was the biggest, the fastest, the strongest, the most competitive, which I will go into detail in a second, of all those quarterbacks in the first round. Jordan Love, Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Burrow. And if he had played at LSU where Joe Burrow had incredible production, his production would have been good, probably even better. But when we measure competitiveness in the NFL and sort of that pre-draft cycle, He went down to Mobile. He was the best player there. He was the MVP of the Senior Bowl. He went to the Combine. He was the only one of the premier quarterbacks to work out there. And then he had another workout where he also was exceptional. So he checked every box. So to me, when you look at it objectively or subjectively, Justin Herbert was the best player. And I think sometimes we have a little bit of an East Coast bias, meaning that a lot of the evaluations are – when you watch college football, that's where the media story gets involved. And when you are a great player on the West Coast, you just don't get the coverage that other players get when you're in the SEC or the Big Ten. And he, to me, is going to be the next great superstar in the NFL. I think he's a tick below Patrick Mahomes. But beyond that, wow. I think Justin wow. Herbert has superstar written all over him. I told you wait, guys we had to put wait, on the oven mitts. I wait, told wait, you. Wait, wait, hold on Patrick a second, Alan. He's a tick behind Patrick Mahomes? Like, Mike, we're saying that. Already after just a couple of years, one year. Jay, well, I'm going on second year. That's Jay, what I'm saying. Jay Will, I mean, if you think about what, what, yeah, Jay Will, if you think about what happened last year, Tyrod Taylor has that really weird incident where he gets hurt by his own team doctor, and Justin Herbert's just thrown out there and goes on to have a really good rookie year. Imagine the Chargers have done a great job. Three new offensive linemen. They're going to be much better on offense, and I think he has again all the objective physical characteristics and all these incredible intangibles. He checks every box. I think he's a young Ben Roethlisberger, great athlete, great arm, and I don't know why he won't be great. What is his limiting factor? I don't think he has it. Uh, okay, Mike. We got, let's go back to 2018 then. Uh, let's power rank the quarterbacks. 
So you want to go back to the Baker Mayfield Josh mm-hmm. Allen group? Yep. Because that's you're saying, Mike. So like what, what I, you're saying I, I is, still, I'm sorry, just just to set it up, because like you mentioned, <clears throat> the quarterback that went number one wasn't necessarily the best quarterback. That can happen a lot, but it's that regret, the idea that that Cincinnati yep. might look back in years from now and think we we didn't get the guy we should have gotten. Baker Mayfield wasn't the wrong pick for Cleveland, but he wasn't the best pick. And so when we're looking at these quarterback yeah, drafts, I, we can go back to 2018 and, and still play this game. Yeah, and I like Baker Mayfield. I had a private workout with him in Oklahoma. He has really good intangibles. He's a good leader, but he's not a great quarterback. He is short and he is slow. I think he's going to have a good NFL career, but he's at best, in my opinion, the sixth best quarterback in the AFC. It's going to be hard for Cleveland to win a championship with Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. Lamar Jackson's already won an MVP. Lamar Jackson has great character, great work ethic. I think his accuracy down the field will continue to get better. I would put Baker behind him and obviously Josh Allen, who if Josh Allen can stay healthy, I think again is one of these bigger, more physical quarterbacks. So at best, I see Baker as the third best quarterback from 18. And then obviously after that, you know, Josh Rosen hasn't worked out. Um, So you could, but in terms of the top three, I, I would put Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and then Baker. And what about if you just grouped them all from 2018 forward? If you were going to say, I, I would take, the, the, like, as far as who's going to have the best careers, and I'm including this year's draft as well with the quarterbacks taken in this draft. What, like, when you're thinking about potential, how are, you, how, how are you slotting these quarterbacks over the last, what is it now, three uh, drafts? Yeah, I mean, I would take Trevor Lawrence, but I would put Herbert very, very close to Lawrence. By the way, What's interesting is Justin Herbert's 20 pounds heavier than Trevor Lawrence. And over a 17-game season, that matters. Like, that matters. Like, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. Don't get me wrong. But if there's a vulnerability in his game, he just had shoulder surgery on his left shoulder. And can he withstand the rigors of a 17-game season behind a very average offensive line in Jacksonville? So, to me, it's Lawrence, then it's Herbert, draw a line, and then it's probably... Josh Allen, maybe Burrow, draw a line, and then maybe Zach Wilson after that. When, so my, go, I'm sorry, go, go ahead, Mike. No, go, Jay. I was going to say, so if you if you say all these things about Trevor Lawrence, why do you still have him slightly above mm-hmm. Herbert? Just because he, you know, he he throws the ball, Jay Will, to me like Vinny Testaverde. He's a classic over the top. He's 6'6". Hopefully his frame will sort of build out over time and, and get stronger. He's also a, probably a better athlete than people realize. Um it's close for me. I mean, I really like Lawrence, but boy, I think Herbert's, he's going to be a lot better than people realize. I think he has a chance to be the next superstar in the NFL. And if he had a more of an outgoing personality, we would already know more about him. But he's more of an introvert by nature. He's quiet, but he is highly competitive and he's immensely talented. Mike, Mike, I, we got we got to talk this through right now because now I'm starting to get confused. I got to be honest <laughs> Jay, with you. I mean, got, this is what Jay, I love about our show. Five seconds. Just stop Jay. talking, Han. Go, Jay. I, all all I I'm saying is billboard. that. All, all, I know. I'm sorry. I don't, let me finish. All I'm saying <laughs> is that in one breath you said Justin Herbert is a tick below Patrick Mahomes, and now you're telling me that you would take Trevor yeah. Lawrence over just. I get confused by that. I really get confused by that. <clears throat> I would. I would. Yeah, I think I'm slotting Lawrence between Mahomes and Herbert. So this is a really high bar. It's a fair point, Jay. Well, obviously, Mahomes is the best. I think Lawrence has a chance to be that good. But I'm telling you, Herbert isn't far from that conversation. Mm. I would draw a line. I would put Burrow and the rest of that group behind him. Josh Allen is probably in that top five as well. 
But yeah, I would. That's where the line would be Mike, drawn for me. Thanks for everything today. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.